Welcome to the Share On Air podcast. Share On Air is your home for concierge podcast planning and creation. Share your voice, share your skills, share your story. It's time to inspire and be inspired. Thank you for joining us as we share on air. Today on the Share On Air podcast, I'm joined by the lovely Amy Caitlin of Amy Caitlin Boudoir. And she is a fantastic boudoir photographer. And I haven't even met Amy in person yet, but I feel like she's one of my greatest friends. And she knows me very well (laughs) via the internet because she actually did a wonderful boudoir photo shoot with me. It was all done online during the height of the sort of COVID lockdown and came up with some really awesome photos. So thank you so much for that, Amy. But today she's here to share her story about how she started her business, how she got into the industry and how Amy Caitlin Boudoir came to be. So Amy, where did it all begin for you? Oh my gosh, you know, like I feel like I feel like everyone's a photographer right now. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's just so many photographers and I'll be honest, I started out as one of those two that just picked up a camera one day. And I'd love to say that I have like some Oprah like aha moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was really just a series of like little things. It was first of all, I hate taking pictures with my iPhone. <laughs> like I just right. feel like the quality is so terrible and Um, My sister was coming up for the summer and wanted some pictures of her kids. And I was like, I can't do that. But my older sister is a photographer. So I started learning from her a little bit. And just one day I used to work as a nanny. I love taking pictures of the kids every single day. Like we just were documenting their lives. Nice. I just thought, how cool is that? Like, it's just, I don't know. It sounds silly, but there's just so many little pieces of your life that you miss out on if you don't document them right and one day I just decided I was going to get a camera and the biggest mistake I ever made was feeling like I had to get a really amazing camera like feeling like I had to jump in and get like the best of the best and I didn't get the best of the best but I got something that was just like really technical right I got a Canon Rebel T5i so for a beginner it's pretty good but it's like a little bit technical. So I feel like in the beginning, I didn't understand it. That's the biggest thing with cameras is you don't get it. Like, it's just so confusing. Yeah. So I just shot in auto on a Canon Rebel for a long time. And the thing, the one thing that really kind of pushed me into doing it professionally I had a friend, I still have a friend that lives just like 15 minutes east of my home. Mm -hmm. And they have this beautiful acreage that they've bought that is just a really old farmhouse where if I would have walked into it, I would have walked right back out. (laughs) Like that is like, it's, it's like derelict. Like it's just, it's it's a terrible little farmhouse, but they, I don't have like a vision for things when it comes to like decorating or designing or like um but they just had this vision of what this farmhouse could be and she had I don't know if she asked me to take photos or if I asked her if I could come take photos but I ended up being out there and on my way out I was like how am I gonna make this look like not a farmhouse (laughs) like just you know like just how am I gonna make it look different so I was like I could so I was driving and I was like well I guess I could take photos of this farmhouse with the sunset in the back or whatever but like that's the thing that all farmhouses have is a house and farm and or a barn and trees and so I really got thinking about like what 
makes this unique? What makes this farmhouse unique? Which it sounds so silly to be like talking about a farmhouse that pushed me into. <laughs> no, this is, this but, is what I love because it's that's everyone's the connection is like it's always something unique. It's something but, so weird, yeah, right? Like yeah. it's just something so out of the blue. But I really like when I got there, they have this big clumsy white dog. Like she's Aww. like like 120 pounds, I think. And she just is like all over the place. She catches mice randomly and there's like patches of wildflowers and they have bees. So there's bee boxes and like bees literally Beautiful. floating all over the place. So, and you know, pastures and they boarded horses for a while. And so it's like just this beautiful farm. And so I just started thinking like, what makes this unique? And that's what I want to focus on today. So right. I focused on like, getting pictures of his hands that were just very like weathered and dirty and from working the garden yeah. and pictures of the garden up close. And um, I have a picture of Lexi, the dog that has her tongue hanging out. Aww. That really, like when I looked back on that farm, I was like, that's Kojo Acres. Like that's right. you it. Captured you know, like, the that essence could... of Yes, yeah, like the there's farm. just no other farm that that could ever be. So that started me like taking pictures of just intimate details right and I think that's what I love I never really got into photography wanting to take portraits or family photos or weddings like mm -hmm. it wasn't my thing because I really don't like posed photography right I don't like the idea of like bringing people out and being like okay you here and you here and yeah. put your arm here and I'm better at it now like I've kind of accepted that it's part of making a good photo but right. Um, that was always really hard for me. So I took that experience. They loved their photos, even though now when I look back at them, I'm like, they're garbage. <laughs> like, they're just, the quality's terrible. And the, you know, like, but they're there and they're a really good starting place. So yeah, so I think that started my wanting to capture like intimate details, but also wanting to capture like the details that make things and people unique. Yes. So after that, I started bringing my camera to work and I would photograph the kids and I would try, I would just practice every day trying to get like my ISO right or my, you know, like there's a bokeh effect that you can get, which is like, that's what portrait mode in the iPhone does where it's like, you're clear, but your background's blurred. Right. And it's actually like a thing that you have to learn. Like you have to learn how to do your settings right to get that right in camera. So cool. yeah, I think that that's kind of where I started brought my camera to work, did a lot of work. Like I would go on vacation with the kids I nannied and they were just the most amazing little subjects. Like, awesome. <laughs> just like stand over here and do this. And <laughs> they always just did it with me. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, and then one day I learned of this photographer on, I think I just found her blog. Her name's Terry Hofford and she's out of Winnipeg. And I was reading a blog from her that was talking about at the same time like in that same year that I got my camera I was looking at doing boudoir photographers or sorry boudoir photography for me and just having my own photos done which is weird like I still it still makes me nervous thinking about it really? but I ended up looking around and searching for a photographer in my area that would do it right. and I'm a plus size person so of course like I'm looking at these photos and they're beautiful they're gorgeous photos of all these beautiful women and they're like hanging off of beds and like <laughs> climbing off of chairs and like arching their back off the floor and I was like I don't think I'll ever do that <laughs> like I can't imagine like <laughs> even if I arch my back my butt's still on the ground like how are they doing this <laughs> so, <laughs> weird so, 
ten new I, people. You know what? Like, and it, they're beautiful photos, and I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just didn't ever see myself in any of the photos that I was looking okay. for. Okay. This was about five or six years ago. Right. So, right now, like, there's such a bigger movement for body positivity mm-hmm. and um, like fat phobia and talking about plus size bodies, right. but um, there's still there's still not enough body representation in boudoir. Right. But what happened when I was searching for photographers, I came across Terry Hofford and one of her quotes, oh, got me. (laughs) It was, uh, I'm not going to do it justice. I should have looked it up before I came on here. But um, she basically said, if you think having a fat body is hard, you should try realizing that you've never documented your life. Mm. And I was like, like in photos. So I'm like, oh my god like I it made me cry I was like that's so true like it's such that's such a big thing especially with um people that just there's there's such a worthiness component of taking photos right I'm worthy to be in this photo or I'm worthy of and not even just in photography it's everywhere yeah I'm feeling like you're worthy enough to be documented so there's a lot of women that don't get boudoir photography done Mm -hmm. because they don't feel like their body fits the boudoir standard right and it's like weird to me to even say boudoir standard because there is no standard (laughs) there's there's not but terry's in winnipeg so i never did i'm going to have my photos done by terry it's on my bucket list (laughs) amazing i love it and i literally like go look her up because she's magical she's she's a unicorn um but yeah so that was like that was a big thing for me. That was a changing moment where I started looking at, I read her blog religiously and then I moved on to her Instagram and I was like, this is amazing. Like she's speaking directly to me, like saying like, come have your photos done. Yeah. Um, even if whatever body you live in, she, and it's not just like fat bodies, it's marginalized bodies too. Like she'll work with people who live in a wheelchair right um different races and ethnicities like when you google like when you pinterest boudoir photography Mm -hmm. or boudoir poses it's oftentimes like slim or straight size white women right and that's all you get yeah yeah (laughs) it's getting better the industry is getting much much better at being more inclusive but we still have so far to go right yeah so i think that kind of catapulted me into I'm a little bit of like an activist at heart so I always want to be like standing on the right side of history coming from someone who it's hard for me to do the same things that everyone else does all the time Mm -hmm. so knowing that I don't ever want people to feel that way about my business or doing a boudoir shoot like I don't care if you are straight sized or if you're plus sized and on either end of the spectrum like you are worth it and you deserve a boudoir shoe. And I remember having that talk with you too before your session, like, Emma, <laughs> you're a freaking babe. Aw, <laughs> like, thank get in you. Here. And I know like everyone's a little bit nervous because it's an intimate experience, right? Right, it's, right. It's something that you don't take your clothes off for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so just the feeling of like taking your clothes off for a stranger is is daunting. It can yeah, be even yeah. when, I mean, we did it virtually where we're literally on like two separate areas, yeah. but it's still nerve wracking, right? Like it was, I think it was a big deal for you. Yeah. Oh, I love totally, and appreciate totally. that you did that with me. It oh, so <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And like, for me, it was, I, I am constantly comparing myself to like 21 year old music industry, industry, skinny Emma. 
that was yes. when i was like all the bones were sticking out and people were like yeah, yeah. maybe have a sandwich i'm always like oh, i loved being like that and, and now i'm just like okay the COVID 20 and and now is the time i take all my clothes off and pose for photographs <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh um but it's exactly what you just said if you stop documenting it how tragic is that because you're too scared to get in front of a camera or you're too ashamed yeah. or yeah and you know like the crazy thing is is that we don't we immediately associate our worth with our weight yes and, like your body is literally the only body you have and yes. it's your vessel through this world mm -hmm. and I also just feel like when you equate your weight with your worth, mm -hmm. you throw everything else out the window. And literally, like one of my favorite sayings with clients is like, the way you look is literally the least interesting thing about you. Right. You know, there's so much more to you. And that's what I want my photos to show. I want it to show that like, you are bubbly as hell. Like, <laughs> you're so full of energy. And and just exciting to be around and you're someone that loves music and like there's so many things that I haven't even met you and I could pull out probably a hundred things right now that you know make you more worth than your weight like right, hold more right. worth than your weight so Aww. and you know like I would never think that of like I, I don't see people like we don't see people and think like oh my god Emma probably gained 10 pounds right, like right right <laughs> I'm like oh my god Emma how are you how yes. was your summer I saw you went and did the tea house hike I saw you know like yeah, yeah. there's all these things that are so exciting but we've just boiled it all down to how we look and not even how we look but like how we're supposed to look yes which is twice as toxic that's as so true how we all feel I'll never even right now, like there's this big movement on, it's not even a movement. It's like a fad on Instagram where like straight sized women and straight sized is like the normal, normal sizes that you will see in a store. So the okay. regular sizing that you'll see in a store. So usually I believe that's like zero to 12 or right. double zero to 12. Um, and then you move into plus sizing. Um, but n on Instagram, what's happening right now, I think there's, um, this girl named Danae Mercer, uh -huh. I think is her name. And I don't know if she started it, but I see a lot of photos from her of this where, um, it's like Instagram and they're like perfectly posed yeah. and then it's like reality. Right, right, right. <laughs> like yep. Bent over. And it's like, that's actually toxic too. Like, because I will never look like your reality even. Right. So, you know, like it's. There's so there's just so many things that we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and so many things that have been put into place to literally kind of keep you in this little box and mm -hmm. make sure that everyone is doing the same and we have a, a way to grade people mm -hmm. and you know decide who's worth what and it's yeah. just a lot of it is just garbage yeah. and you know people come into the boudoir studio and everyone leaves feeling the same way yeah. everyone leaves feeling like god I did not know that I looked like that right like, and I'm not working any like voodoo magic I'm literally just people are being vulnerable with me and showing me a side of them that's you know not just their weight right. or not just you know who they're married to or what they do for a living it's actually what's inside that's coming out and that's always what i want to see in the boudoir studio because that makes pictures that are memorable and those are documentations that your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids are gonna i don't know if they'll look at those photos but um if they do there's a whole <laughs> other emotion coming out right like that's 
that's a big thing it's amazing it's i I love what you're doing and and how you're just boosting women's self-confidence and everything like it's it's fantastic it's it's really good oh thank you you know what i struggle with it sometimes because i don't there's a movement going around not going around there's a movement called body positivity Mm -hmm. um and everyone's heard of it. People love to call themselves body positive. And I actually don't. And people are always surprised when I say like, I'm not body positive. Like um, body positivity was actually started by um, fat black women, right. um, marginalized bodies. And the it comes with the idea that like, you are totally perfect as you are. So right. um, capable, worthy, exactly as you are. You don't need to change a thing. And it's, it was mostly for acceptance of fat black bodies. And it's now been taken over by mostly white women, mostly slim white women as well, um, that love to say they're body positive because it's just such a nice catchphrase. And it sounds like I love my body. Right. Um, but I can't consider myself body positive because I mean, as a boudoir photographer, I smooth skin out or, um, I'll take out acne or I'll take out, um, I don't do a lot of editing, in the way of like, I will never slim you down or take your rolls away or things like that. I just don't believe in that. But anything, my rule of thumb is like anything that's not going to be on your body in two weeks. Right. um, We'll remove that. So rosacea or psoriasis, things like that. But that makes me not body positive because I'm not accepting those things on that body. Right. So it's a little bit different, but it is hard because sometimes I feel like I don't know if I'm aligning with that message where I'm like, oh, just be confident. I'm like, I'm over here being like so insecure, (laughs) but it's not a destination. It literally is a journey. It's something you have to work on every single day to be just confident in your body. And I don't even say like, love your body um, because I don't love my body every day when I look in the mirror, Mm -hmm. Um, but I accept my body and I'm very grateful for everything that it does and that took me a long time yeah <laughs> like yeah. I, I literally we just try to hate ourselves thin or hate ourselves into the box that society's built for us right but it's so true I think it starts with just gratitude like yeah. that's where the evolution of body love starts is right. begin with gratitude and like what are you grateful for like you have a beautiful voice and that's part of your body 100%. that's part of you know being able to sing every day yeah. and teach your clients like you have you know, just a body that moves and yeah. does what it needs to do every single day without you having to ask it. So how did you get into boudoir? Did you train in it? Or were you just like, okay, I just want to get a friend over and, and let's get naked? Like, how, how does it, how did it work? And how was it? Because for me as the subject, I'm like, okay, never met this girl in person, which I think actually made it really a lot easier for me. Um, but then it's like suddenly like I'm showing her things my husband may not even have seen recently. So um, like how how does this how does it work? Like, do you get nervous before a session like as much as the client does? Like, how did you oh have your first yeah, that's session? Such a good and- question. Good question. I so training wise, I have. I have this thing called perfectionism. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever met it, but oh, yes, that lovely um, curse. <laughs> but I never wanted to do like even right now on my Instagram, I don't share as often as I should because there's like this feeling of like, oh, that image isn't perfect, or it's not the perfect time to share it, or like my right. food's not perfect. And that perfectionism, uh, 
was actually like a huge blessing, I guess, it, when I started boudoir because I jumped into all of this training. So mm -hmm. it's, I think like there's, there's different ways to go about it. In the photography industry, I, no one would give me the time of day. Like when I would ask photographers like, hey, could I shadow you? Or I literally offered photographers as much as someone would pay during their session wow. to shadow with them, which sometimes is thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. And I just said, you know, weddings is different because they'll let you like second shoot a wedding, but yeah. for boudoir or portraits, like there's not many photographers that really want to let you in, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, or at least that was my experience. So I was kind of forced into education, but also I just had that like perfectionism part of me that was like, I don't want to just learn this on my own and just do like trial and error for the next right. five years. Um, I knew that my nanny job was coming to an end. Like it has a timestamp. <laughs> the, the kids were now 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wanted to do it the right way, I guess, which there is no right way. But for me, that was education. It was learning how to do it and how to shoot and how to pose and do all of those things. So I have literally spent as much as some people spend on a four-year degree right. to, to learn from the industry's best, some of mm -hmm. the industry's best. Um, right now I'm working with Denise Birdsong and she's just incredible, but um, she's kind of teaches the methodology of co coaching for emotion. Right. So, so yeah, I guess long story long to answer your question. <laughs> um, I did a lot of, a lot of education. So I joined a course, which I won't give the name of it because she's since shut down the entire course, but right. um, I joined that and spent thousands of dollars to work with her as a mentor to learn just yeah, like how to pose and how to be. But a lot of that comes from just how I feel with you in the session. So mm -hmm. virtual sessions were really hard because I wasn't there feeling you out. Like right, right. it was really hard to know, like I can see by your body language, whether or not you're nervous or insecure about something, yeah. or if you're holding your shoulders tense or different things like that. But I, yeah. <laughs> Right. It just, I do get nervous before a session. I think it's just a nervous energy of like meeting people for the first yeah. time, I think. But also there's a certain level of vulnerability that I demand from people. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to come in and do a session and be completely closed off and not willing to work with me and, yeah. you know, like if I'm like, hey, like, there's a difference between like, sometimes I might ask you to do something and you're like, not comfortable with it. That's different. Yeah. Um, but if I'm, you know, like, let's get you on the bed. And if you're constantly like, oh my God, I hate my stomach or, oh, oh okay. I hate this. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, like it makes it really hard. So I think there's a bit of nervousness there for me to be like, it's new every time. Like I, I have to work with people every time to yes. get past that um, and be able to get them in a place where they're just comfortable rolling through emotions with me and not yeah. thinking about their, their bodies really yeah. I get the same way when when I have new clients for singing because I just know that it's such a vulnerable thing 
for a person to do to share their voice unless they're obviously a professional singer but when people are coming for their first lessons and just like sharing their voice like that I mean obviously they're doing it with their clothes on (laughs) it's a a very vulnerable situation so having to balance like how far can you push someone to get a really great result is right uh, is what I find really cool it's like just getting building up the confidence in in your client and getting them feeling comfortable with you and then it's like results just start falling. yeah it's yeah really and cool. I think like part of that is being an empathetic person mm-hmm. too which I think all artists creators are empathetic yeah like I think we're just slightly empaths yes yes <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just knowing what they're coming into and also you know boudoir has this like transformational effect like yeah. it doesn't matter whether or not like I know there's I haven't had any clients yet that have hated their photos but I know there's clients that have gone to boudoir and hated their photos really and even in that moment that there's a transformational effect like there's a feeling of seeing yourself in a different way Mm -hmm. like there's a feeling of seeing yourself through someone's lens that you know is completely not like biased they're they don't have you know it's not your boyfriend it's not your your mom or yeah you know your kids or anything it's someone that like is literally just trying to bring out the best in you and even if you don't like your photos there's still that feeling of going through that whole scenario with someone Mm -hmm. and then you know just being vulnerable and being in that position so yeah I feel like that's that causes a lot of nerves for me because I'm like oh you don't even know what you're in for (laughs) right you you don't even know but like it's gonna be amazing (laughs) I had so much fun and that's the funny thing like I was really nervous before my shoot and um you know I had the whole fashion show with Jason and was like is this a correct is this a correct what should I wear what should I I think that was like the best day of his life but um, (laughs) I don't think he's seen lingerie before or since that but uh okay that's note to self I gotta sort that one out um but yeah so I was like really like okay thinking about it and uh got it done and then I was like nervous doing the shoot and then you sent me the pictures and suddenly I'm like showing everyone I'm like oh hang on a minute you I love them so much and it's just like okay yeah maybe I should be filtering who I'm sharing these with a little bit um yeah so no it was really really so good no (laughs) you know it's funny because it's like even so throughout the shoot I I for sure like will show you the back of the camera every time because people are like oh my god (laughs) like that's there's no editing even like that's me right that was really hard with zoom sessions or virtual sessions. Cause it was like, I can't show you what I'm yes. you know, picking out, but it like, yeah, it's just crazy. And you just watch these women come in and like, I can't help it. I'm like, so like, Oh my God, you look amazing. <laughs> like, Jesus, you look so good. Like, it's just like, Oh my God. The last girl made me cry. I was like, Aww. Oh, I can't believe you're doing this. Like her oh, story was just, that. she had the most beautiful story. She just was, um she has survived cancer twice she's going back in for another cancer treatment so she's just an absolute warrior like just someone that oh it's crazy like she has three boys and oh my gosh I love her so much but just seeing just seeing that little bit of transformation happen in the session where 
you know, I could tell when she came in, she was a little bit nervous and yeah, just any, any client that comes in, you just see them when they come in and you're like, you're going to walk out of here a totally different person. That's but so also cool. like when you see your photos, you're going to die. Yay. <laughs> I love so it. Good. So can you remember like your first shoot that you did, like that was your, your business, your first boudoir shoot? Was it, how did it go? How was it? Were you proud of the photos? Were you like, oh, I learned so much. How was your first ever boudoir <laughs> session? It's so funny that you asked that because I literally just went through some of my old photos, like some uh -huh. of my first photos. Oh my God, like there's so many things that I would do differently in terms of like technicalities, like right. the lighting or different effects that I would use in camera. But that being said, like my style hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Like I still shoot the same way, but I do remember it. She was a friend of mine. She is a tomboy like okay. through and through so <laughs> she was someone like she's someone that is completely tattooed and rough and tough and all of those things and in the session it was pretty nobody ever sees her like that right. like no one no one ever sees that side of her even like I know she would go to work and she works in a male dominated industry mm -hmm. and she would go to work and one day she'd go in on her off day and she'd have hair and makeup done and the guys would be like oh my god who are you like, so you know very few people had ever seen her in that soft playful right. kind of but she just transformed she became like this sultry little vixen that, awesome awesome <laughs> like, yeah it was really good and i started out shooting my friends which it's always funny when photographers talks were like <laughs> I was shooting her. I know. I was so shoot I was this like, family. Okay. <laughs> Note to self, stay away from Amy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I started out just shooting family and friends. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't get my head around that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I worked with like my sister-in-law did a shoot with me and she absolutely killed it, which it's, it's interesting because you get in these situations and scenarios with people where you're like, we never would have done this before. Like, we ne I never would have seen you in your underwear before right? like this. And you never would have been vulnerable like this before. Like, I used to be that girl that would always, you know, when your class would go to the swimming pool, I'd pick the bathroom to change in. Because right, I'm like, right. I'm not changing in front of everyone. Like, this is my body. This is, oh, <laughs> but, what a twist. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm just like, oh, get changed wherever you want. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. We all have them. They're bodies. Right. Yours might look a little different, but it's just a body totally yeah because yeah, it's funny like and I keep referring back to my shoot because I, I think it's I, I'm so happy that we did that because now having this conversation I'm like yeah we have a really good point of reference here um but yeah there was things that you're asking me to do and I'm like okay this is different I'm like does she feel uncomfortable asking me to do this or is that but it's probably for you it's just like yeah no now we're gonna try this yeah. pose and now we're gonna do that whereas probably at the beginning it might have been a bit Huh, do you mind putting your hand there? Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Like it's yeah, that's a good point. It really was. Like, okay, I'm gonna get you to spread your legs. <laughs> you know? And now I'm just like, okay, I need your legs spread. Like I Open need you them. to take that knee there. And like if clients are like <laughs> and I'm like, no, for real, like giving birth. <laughs> like, let's do this. Let's do We're, but, you're either in or you're out. <laughs> I feel like too, as the photographer, I have to be aware of that and be very confident when I'm saying that. Cause mm -hmm. like 
people they're like sharks in the water like they'll smell the blood yes like, yeah you're nervous so now i'm nervous totally so, a big spiral yeah. so oh well i i love what you're doing and i love the way you're doing it and uh i just yeah i love your attitude and your positivity and and just you're so much fun to work with so if anyone wants to like get naked with amy i highly recommend it <laughs> it was like the best day ever um but yeah how can people find you how can people follow you and support you and learn more about what you're doing yeah so thank you so much that's such a nice thing to say um i think so right now my website is being redone so it's just about to launch i'm going to get a sneak preview in the first week of september awesome. and that's really exciting but i don't have a website to send people to just yet um the url will be the bodyloveevolution.com um but right now the best is just to follow me on instagram amy caitlin boudoir and uh, I also have a VIP group on Facebook. So if you just go to my Instagram and you are female or identify as female, you can click that little link on, in my bio and it will take you to my VIP group. So that's on Facebook. That one is probably going to be the best. Like that's where I share or will be sharing everything first. So my VIP ladies are the ones that see sales first, flash sales, model calls, all of that. And then once I'm kind of done in there, then I'll post things to Instagram or, or Facebook. So the VIP group first, and then just make sure you follow on Facebook. Love it. Amy, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> it was so much fun. So to learn more, go check out Amy Caitlin on Facebook. That's Amy K-A-T-L-A-N. And you can also check out Amy Caitlin underscore boudoir on Instagram. Thanks again, Amy, so much for joining me today. And if you have a business that you would like to have featured on Share On Air or you're interested in collaborating to get your podcast out to everyone who should be hearing about your fantastic business, head to share underscore on air on social media that's facebook and instagram and reach out let's have a chat thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed please like subscribe and share and i hope to hear from you and your phenomenal business very soon thanks again amy and we'll be back with more shortly